When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey guys, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. And we are joined today by Dr. Mona Vand, who really most of you are going to know, not that we don't know our doctors in the world, but most (laughs) of you are going to know her from the classic TV show, Shaws of Sunset. How are you? I'm great. How? I mean, given everything, I'm well. How are you? You look very comfortable. I don't know if that's a compliment or if it's like, <laughs> am I too comfortable for a video chat? No, I mean, look at me. I like shower. My my new thing is I've decided that I am going to shower every day because I wasn't doing that for a while. Oh, I showered. I blow dried my hair. I did my skincare. I'm just like in matching sweats every day because I'm like, what am I going to put jeans on in the house? Exactly. You know? Are you, are you so you're just like home now? You're I've been home, home for weeks. Um, yep. I'm not, I'm just like, not. I'm terrified. I'm not leaving the house. I haven't really gone stir crazy to be honest. It's more just fear of like the unknown in the next couple months, but I've literally, I, I feel like showering, doing my hair, like I put on perfume. I, I still feel like, you know, put together and that kind of helps. So I'm not just like lazy, lazy all day. I haven't worn perfume cologne <laughs> this entire time or I'm showering now though. So that's a step in the right direction. And now you, you live in New York, right? I just moved to New York, but um, we're actually in New Jersey right now with my boyfriend's family because we wanted to get out of the city. I get it. I get it. Like, I had mixed feelings about deciding. Like, the good part, because I thought, I mean, I feel like if this ever happens again, you have to make your decision in the beginning about where you want to be. Yeah. Because the thing is, like, I know people that are still leaving the city, and I'm kind of like, it's too late. I mean, if you have a car, your own car, and you're getting in your car and driving, like, that's fine. But if you're taking a train or, like, you know, walking around the city, like, I I don't even want to be in the city air. I know. I mean, I I leave once a week just to go to, like, the grocery store and get enough to come back. But it's stressful at the grocery store. Yes. I can imagine. You're just like... I get deliveries. I keep like every service I can find that delivers. I'm like every few days. I'm just like, what can I get? What can I get? And at least you guys have space out there. 
yeah, we've got a little bit of space. Although it's been a bit gloomy, so I haven't really been outside, but, you know. It's cold. Um, so, all right, so we're going to get into all that, too, because, you know, I think it's very, like, when I first wanted to talk to you, I wanted to talk to you, but now I feel like I actually have quarantine questions for you based on what you do, which we're going right. to So it's almost, like, very timely that we're speaking to you. So, yeah, like I have actual questions, which I think like a lot of the audience will have the same type of questions as well. Mm -hmm. So tell me about you, like, where are you from? I I really like to go back to the beginning. Like, where were you born and all of that stuff? Um, So I was born in Albany, New York. um, And yeah, my parents were there. um, Like my dad was getting his PhD there. And then our our plan was actually my brother and I, we were going to all go back to Iran, but then while they were in the U.S. getting their education, the revolution happened. So then we never went back. So we were supposed to live in Iran. Um, then my parents divorced when I was really young, like three. And my dad and brother moved to L.A. And me and my mom stayed in New York. So it was a, quite a weird upbringing because my brother and I didn't live in this. You know, we were separated. But every summer and Christmas break, like I'd be in L.A. Or then like he'd come to New York. So I kind of grew up as L.A. always feeling like my home. Um, even though I didn't, you know, live there full time and then went to pharmacy school in Boston. And then after that moved to LA and I was there my, you know, entire adult life until about six months ago. And then, so how was that like growing up and you guys have another sibling, right? Like, don't you and Nima have another sibling? We do. We have a half sister and she is 19 about now. Oh, she's, yeah, she's 19 now. Um, on my dad's side. So, you know, she's so much younger than us. It's crazy, but she just started UCLA. Oh, wow. Yeah. So how, how was that growing up, like being separated from your brother? I mean, it was really sad, a lot of it, but like we were, because we were separated, we were so close. We were, we were, we've always had more of like a friendship almost because, so we would like, you know, our parents would make us like talk on the phone because we'd have to catch up. Um, and then when we saw each other in the summers, we were always like very, it was more like friends. Like we'd all hang out together and we had friends, but I was always really excited to move to LA to be close to my dad and brother. That must be nice. Like, so, I mean, were you guys close growing up like you and Nima or? Weirdly, it made us closer. Like we had yeah. this kind of bond that like, we just been through such weird shit together, you know, so it made us closer. That's nice. And then when you were growing up, like, did you always know you wanted to go like pharmacy school or? No, I mean, what like 16 year old wants to be a pharmacist? It was like, I didn't know. I actually wanted to be a news anchor. My mom was like, no, you're not. My Both my parents were like, you're not majoring in communications. And I was like, okay. So they, you know, I thought I'd do something in medicine. And, you know, at the time, literally both my parents, the advice they gave me, which is all they knew then was like, look, no one likes their job. So like, you want to do something that's going to make you money. And pharmacy is a good job for women because you can work three or four days a week, like 10 hour, 12 hour days and stay home with your kids. And, and I kind of saw it as a stepping stone. I was like, well, maybe I'll go to med school after, maybe I'll whatever, maybe I'll get into like the chemistry of makeup. I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I liked the idea that when I applied to the program, it was like, once I got in, I was enrolled in the doctorate program and I didn't have to reapply I just had to not fail out and that that I like that security of like I don't have to reapply to grad school so I did it and then hated it and found a different career <laughs> I completely relate like I'm a nice Jewish girl from Connecticut and <laughs> same thing my parents were like you think you want to do like you will go to med school you go to law school 
or you will go to no school. So I, same thing, I majored in accounting, I went to law school. I'm like, I fucking hate this. I practice corporate tax law. I'm like, what am I doing with my life? But the same thing, my parents were like, you're going to make money when you graduate or we're not paying for any schooling. And so you have two choices. And I took biology in high school and I was like, I can't dissect a frog. So I don't know how I'm going to go to med school. So I guess law school is the answer. So I totally get it. And I mean, do do you hate it? Like, I mean, you've obviously you're doing other things that you enjoy. I hate it. Like, you know what it is? It's like, most people that go to grad school love what they go for. Like if you're doing like a PhD in literature, like you're really there to learn. Like, so right away I was like, I hate law school. Like besides the fact that it was like really competitive, I was just like, I am not interested in any of this. Like if anything, it's a great way to think. Like it definitely teaches you how to protect yourself in the world. But like, yeah, yeah. like right away I should have been like, I'm dropping out because I actually hate this. I mean, that's, I, my first day of work, I was like, oh my God, what am I doing with my life? I had such a panic moment and I was like, I've got all these student loans and like, I can't do this my whole life. So, I mean, I, you know, there was years where I like job hopped and was like, maybe I'll like closed door pharmacy. Maybe I'll like an independent pharmacy and, you know, thank God I'd like now do what I love, but you know, at least it wasn't a waste. I still use my education for what I do now. So, like, you actually worked, like, in a pharmacy as a pharmacist? I worked for eight years. Not anymore. Oh, wow. I haven't, I haven't worked the last three years. Now, I mean, I basically worked. I hated it. Um, so I started building. After a couple of years, I started building, like, I was like, let me just build a platform and, like, see. I really, my goal was, like, maybe I could be the expert on, like, the news about, like, flu season. Like, right now, I'd be, like, you know, on um, social media wasn't what it what is now then. So I didn't realized I could have made a career that way but I was like let me build like a YouTube channel or a website or whatever so I kept building a platform and just kept putting out content for free and was like okay if I build some leverage I'll have something to do with it so after about three years of doing both like full-time then I started making it into a business and then I could quit the pharmacy but I couldn't just like obviously quit right away I had to pay my bills and how was that that was that a hard transition to make you know, like I wanted to do it so badly. So there's obviously like a little bit of risk in that, but I was so ready because I felt like the last eight months, I was kind of at a point where I had to either go full time to really make it what it is, or like, I was just never going to get anywhere else with it. Um, And it's different because, you know, you can go months where you make way less money or months where you make way more money. But I mean, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I, even when I was working in pharmacy, I took major pay cuts every year to find a job that I liked more because I, I was like, I, that's just proof to me that like, I'd rather be happy than make $10,000 more a year. Like, what does that matter? Totally. And, and like, I was kind of the opposite. I kept taking jobs, making more and more. And then like, eventually I got to like a certain salary and I'm like, wait, like I am still completely miserable. So like, there's no next like level that I will be miserable forever. If I continue down this path of law. Exactly. And I was like, every day I was like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Like, this is horrible. No, I mean, it's just, you kind of realize, and we're, I feel like now, like our generation, like when we have kids and they have kids, it's, it's a different world now of like people value happiness way more than they did when we were younger. Totally. Totally. Like if I feel like if my, if my parents just said to me, like, what do you want to do? And they were like, <laughs> we support you. I mean, but like, it's, it gets you to a certain point. So it's kind of like, yeah, part of me is like, there's a part of me that's like, 
I'm glad they were so strict because then I I got I didn't get into like trouble in high school. So I'm like, at least I wasn't like a you know who knows like if my parents weren't strict, what I would have gotten into. So that that part's good. And I'm appreciative of it, and I guess your values stick with you. But you know, they weren't even now of my career. They weren't supported. They wanted to be supportive, but they weren't until they actually saw me making money and being like successful because they couldn't understand it. And then like, what do you really do now? Like, I mean, like I've been on your website. Like, I'm no, no, I. Fair but question. just for people who like, for the listeners. Totally. Um, so I basically just manage my wellness platform online. So I have a YouTube channel that's, I feel like is my most like steady business, I would say. Um, I put out like one to two videos a week. And, you know, there's different ways to get paid on that. I take like maximum two to three sponsored videos a month. I try to do mostly organic content to not like lose my audience. So, you know, you get paid from like different partnerships you take on and then ads in the beginning of videos will pay you depending on like your watch time. Um, you know, obviously partnerships through like Instagram or other social media events. Sometimes brands have paid me to like go to events they have and like speak on behalf of their product, like the science behind it. I'm getting a little more into TV appearances now, which has always been a bigger goal of mine because I really like I like media and I like on camera stuff. I just find it really fun and exciting. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. And we're going to get into Shaw's in a second. But like, yep. did, you, did you, I mean, has that helped this? Like, have you seen like a direct correlation? You know, like, I don't really know because I was kind of like half in on Shaw's, you know, which we'll get into. Right. So like, it definitely, like the first, last season I was on it every episode, even though I wasn't technically main cast. So that definitely, I saw a lot of growth that grew, grew in numbers. So like, I'm sure indirectly, you know, that helps. There's definitely been people who have contacted me being like, I, I think even um page six in New York, I did, I was on a feature for them and they saw the girl who contacted me had seen me on Shaw's. So she asked me to like write a little piece. So that was cool. So there's definitely opportunity that comes from it for sure. Like the power of TV. Exactly. You know, it's pretty. And then, so on your website, you know, and I would think also like being like, it's almost like, what I do, like when I say about laws, like it teaches you to think a certain way. Like, so being a pharmacist, I mean, it does relate, like it has to give you that edge somewhat. Completely. You know, like, I mean, really my whole, the whole reason I can do what I do is because I mean, yes, I could just be a lifestyle influencer and like share things that I like, but so many brands want me because of grief. I mean, like, they're like, you know, we love, it's always like, we love that you're a pharmacist. Like whenever my manager gets, they love that your science background, they want you to speak on the ingredients they want. And like, it gives me a little more like, like leverage. And I get to, you know, even sometimes my rates get to go up because it comes from like a medical background. So it's super helpful that I have that. And I also like, I'm not like makeup is so not my thing. So like, if I didn't have the science, I wouldn't be able to like do some makeup tutorials or anything like that's just not not the, I not love wearing it, it I love getting it done but if you ask me to do it myself it's not gonna be pretty you're like it's not happening it's not happening discover why critics are calling kingdom of the planet of the apes the best film of the franchise what a wonderful day it's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible I need to go hang on it is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. And then, so how, 
well, what are you, because two things are happening during the quarantine. I yes. can tell you, I mean, like, how are you, like, you're still maintaining? Because I can tell you, starting Monday, I'm going to start my second phase of the quarantine. I I would never even skip two days at the gym before. Like, if I skipped two days in a row, I would be like, I'm, this is not good. I have gone to hell the first four <laughs> weeks of quarantine. I have been eating everything in sight. I've done no home workouts. And now that I feel like we are just getting into it here, I'm like, I need to start doing everything at home again. Like, are you doing, are you eating healthy? I'm eating, listen, eating healthy is like, it's like breathing for me. Like, it really is not, it's not something I have to think about. It just comes at this point. Like, when you get to a point where you just like love it and it just, it's just like who I am. So that would never change. Of course, like, I don't, I eat junk. Like I love French fries. Like I always say there's things I like that I eat, but on a day-to-day basis, it makes me feel good. So that's easy. But working out, I've always kind of been, I've either had to go to classes or have a trainer. So I have a trainer now and we FaceTime every day. And I just, I bought dumbbells on Amazon. They were like 300 bucks and you can change the weight from like five to 50 pounds. So like, if we want to go heavy, if we want to go light, it's pretty cool. So we just FaceTime every day around like 630. And I work out my living room it it, honestly like it's saving me because I'm like we're sitting all day we're getting no air like I need something well I have bought dumbbells on Amazon and after three weeks the first one is like these are never coming like the place is out of business and now yeah and now I've ordered them again and I'm like where are they so you know what I let I ordered them like three weeks ago so maybe I got them like right in time I think because even before like the you, like it got real like where everyone's like you can't leave I we were I didn't want to go to the gym I was already being a little bit crazy about it so I was like That's I better good. get something in the house and I was the opposite I have like a gym in my building and I went like even after we were kind of quarantined our gym was still open but then like right. New York like the the state like shut down all building gyms so like up like I was going I was like oh this is great like my building is not going to shut this gym down it's like it's a small building gym and I'm like oh fuck so it's uh, it's just so wild so what can you say to people who are listening, who like eating healthy is not in there. It's not easy for them. Like it's what not t- easy for them. Yeah. I mean, this is the time more than ever to experiment with like learning how to cook or different foods. I mean, most of the time it's like, we don't have time, right? I don't have time to cook. Like I'm busy. Well, we all have a lot of time now because we're home. I always like to preface this by saying, if you have kids, I have a lot of respect because some parents watching it are like, what time are you talking about? I have five minutes to myself because their kids are home. So that's a different story. And I understand that's more difficult, but even me, like I eat healthy, but luckily either being in LA or New York city, I have access to really healthy takeout all the time. I didn't love cooking, but I've gotten so much more into it now because you just have to get started. And that first little step, then you kind of get comfortable. It's almost like when you don't know what you're doing at the gym, once you kind of get started and you get a little confident, you need that boost of confidence and you're like, okay, I can do this. Then you just start experimenting and really like staying healthy is like the number one priority right now. We just have to do it. Like whether you're adding in more spi- like spices are so medicinal and healthy, like they're not just there to like flavor. There's so many great things that can come along with spices, like getting frozen vegetables. That's super easy to throw in a pan with like different spices creating like a little sauce like make some rice it's easy and what about for people that just don't want to cook anything they can do if you don't want to cook I would say I mean you kind of have to right now to be honest but I mean 
what do you, you can't, what are you going to eat frozen meals every day? I mean, I've been going to like the market one day that can get in like a lot of prepared food. Prepared. Oh, really? Yeah. They had the, which hot, it, they had the hot food section. It's still there, which I know that brings up a lot of other things. I would recommend at least taking that and putting it on the stove and like really heating it high to like at least try to get off whatever you can from it. I that know. scares me a little bit. I Honestly, know. Frozen veggies are great. Like if you just get them and throw them in a pot, literally you just have to heat them up. Get frozen veggies, a sauce. Like you could even, I mean, I mean, could you boil? Like that doesn't really take much cooking. You can also take a pan. You know what else? You can literally take a pan and put some veggies with a little bit of like avocado oil or whatever and a little seasoning and just bake it for like 20 minutes and they're done. Like baking is the easiest thing because you don't have to do a thing. You just put it in there. And here's another question I have, because on your website, you were talking about food for skin. See, I, I really yes. did read your website. I love what? that. I'm literally redoing my website right now. It's going to be so much better, but really? I'm glad you checked it out. Yes. I, I, I checked it. So like what food is good for skin? I have a whole ebook on this actually of my like top 50 foods, but there's different. So, okay. My number one food for like brightening, like giving you that glow is like berries, anything really high in antioxidant. So having organic berries, um, acai is really great for your skin. You can buy frozen acai, um, get it unsweetened, make sure it's not sweetened. Super easy to just throw in the blender. You can make your own acai bowl. Um, and okay. Cacao is one ingredient I talk about all the time. Do you know what it is? No, I'm going to have part of it, but I don't really know. Okay. So there's cocoa, which everyone knows. If you take cocoa in the last two letters, the O and A, you just switch them. And well, actually, technically, it's C-A-C. It's C-A-C-A-O, cacao. Okay. But it's like the natural form of chocolate. So if you want to know where chocolate comes from, like it's a cacao plant. So chocolate on its own actually has no sugar. And it's super high in antioxidant, like one of the highest foods, um, which is why people say sometimes like dark chocolate is high in antioxidants. So uh-huh. you get cacao powder. It's no sugar, super, super high in antioxidant. All you have to do is like if you make a shake or if you make oatmeal, you just have to add something to sweeten it and it will taste sweet. On its own, it's actually super bitter. So that's why if you take chocolate and add in sugar, it tastes like sugar. And that's why and chocolate also doesn't have dairy like milk is added naturally doesn't. So I'll take cacao and put it like if I'm making oatmeal, like put it in the pot, mash a banana and a cacao and it tastes like chocolate oatmeal. Or you could, if you're blending a, like a protein shake, put like a frozen banana, put a little bit of cacao, like some almond milk, and you've got like a chocolate shake. Put a little peanut butter. It's like chocolate peanut butter. It's the best ingredient and it's dry. So it will stay Interesting. good. Mm-hmm. And then like for me, so talking about like food for skin, like the elephant in the room, because here's the thing, like I've been doing a lot of chats like this with friends and every single person is telling me that my skin looks great. Now I have to say, I have gone sober for this quarantine. I have not by choice. I just like, listen, I'm out like seven nights a week. That's just what I do. I love vodka. So, I mean, <laughs> is, is my skin really looking this good because I have stopped drinking for this quarantine? Oh, alcohol is like a huge skin ager. Really? Yeah. JLo never drinks alcohol. Uh, she swears by it. So like. It's funny because I ne- actually like I'm not a big drinker at all. Like I love I wine, think. but like I've been having a glass because like I'm with like we're like family and we're having dinners and we're having wine every night. And I'm like, this is way more than I ever drink. So I'm trying trying to like 
I never want to be rude, but like I've got to cut back. Alcohol is huge. Drinking more water. Also, nuts and seeds are great for your skin. Really? They have a lot of vitamin E and omegas, and it's going to help like keep hydration in your skin. So it'll keep it soft. And like alcohol, like what, like dries your skin out or just really ages it as well? It's just toxic. It's just like, it's not good for you. Interesting. I mean, not that I have bad skin, but I really do notice a difference as well. And I'm like, I swear, I think it's, it's just not even by choice. Like in the beginning I was too miserable and I'm like, I'm a social drinker. And I'm like, I, there's nothing that attracts me about having a glass of like vodka, like having a vodka on the rocks at home alone. So now I, okay, so it's more a social thing. I have a question. Yeah. Like, you get hungover. Yeah. How do you how do you drink like seven nights? Well, so curious. As I am getting older, I find so. Here's the thing with me: like, I just really like vodka, so I prefer like a martini. I don't like mixers. One martini is not enough. Two is really, really the right amount. But my nor my normal is like three. I normally have like three more. Listen, you're in New York now, Mona. This is what people do. <laughs> Wait, Anna, you gotta tell me like the hot spots in New York. I don't know anything about my life. But no, I'm not even judging. I'm more just like I'm surprised you can you can like and you're so energetic too. I mean, right now you're not drinking, but I don't know if you're this energetic every day, but it seems like you are. Yeah, you know what it is? I you listen, I wake up and so I wake up, I'm a morning gym person. So my routine is I wake up and I need one hour with coffee when I wake up. Like I put the TV on and I will literally like wake up with like the coffee cup next to me for an hour. Oh and my then God. I, go, I like that time too. I don't like anyone right? talking to me. I need yeah. like a hot drink and it's like my morning. And I purposely, I, for one hour, I will not check social media, no Instagram, no email. I'm just like, are you whatever. like the today show or what do you watch on TV? Well, because of what I, what I do, that's when I usually, people are like, you're never home. When do you watch TV? So I catch up, like I record everything. I watch nothing in real time. And then I usually just catch up on my shows. So I'll do like oh, a shot. Okay. Yeah. So it's just like, okay, Real Housewives of New Jersey is on now or whatever. So that's when I kind of do it. And I'm just, I can't check social media now. Cause as soon as I start, I, then I start stressing out. I'm like, oh, oh my God. Too. Isn't yeah. it weird? Because, like, I don't even follow anything negative, but, like, something about scrolling just kind of makes you feel negative. But isn't it, like, when you have your Bravo show or, like, e show on E and you're by yourself and you've got, like, your, like, little snack or drink, like, what's better? Like, your alone time? It's just, like, it's so First heaven. All, I mean, I'm drinking coffee now. So I, as much as I love vodka, I could give it up. I could never give up coffee. Like, I, I can't, I'm with you. I give it it's, up for like a month or two at a time and then I go back, but I never give it up fully. Is coffee really bad for you? No, coffee has its benefits. Like it's got, like, I, first of all, make sure you're drinking organic coffee. This is one of the most important things to drink organic because the coffee beans are like very polluted and really? it's, yeah, they're sprayed extra with pesticides. So it's hard to clean that out. So if you're not drinking organic, you're getting a lot of pesticides. And like you what's know where, organic coffee? You just oh my God. Um, what's it called? Is it Joe's? No. Oh my God. I post this place all the time. There's a coffee place that's organic in New York. Is it oh, Joe's? Really? There's a Joe's. So it, it like could be Joe's. I'll, I'll, Joe's. I'll find it after and send it to you, but they have a bunch of like cool vegan snacks too. It's actually really nice. Oh, um, I'm just so curious. I'm, I just need to like Google it really quick to see. Yeah. I'm so curious. NYC. Let me see. So that's really when I do all that. I do it in the morning. I watch my TV. I have, and then I go to the gym. But to your question, yes, I, I do wake up 
many times with like a slight hangover. I'm one okay. that like, I mean, I don't know if this is what is referred to as a functioning alcoholic, but you have a, you have a slight hangover and then you have coffee and then you go to run at the gym and work out and then you're like, all right, life is kind of okay. I mean, look, if like it goes away and it doesn't like last all day, I know some people like, I, I mean, I used to like, God, I used to go out, especially when I first got to LA, I was like so excited about like the Hollywood scene. Cause it was so like new and cool to me. And I had to actually work though. Like all my friends were like in the industry and like models or whatever. God knows what, who knows what they did. You know what I mean? Like people didn't work in LA. So then we'd like go out to like three or 4am or whatever. And then I'd have to go to work at like seven and it was like hell, but I would somehow, I was 24. So it was like, I could fight through it. Before we continue this conversation, I have to say, this has certainly been quite a year And if there's anything interfering with your happiness or achieving your goals, I cannot recommend BetterHelp enough. It is an online professional counseling service. And as a result of me turning to BetterHelp, I was able to take the Behind the Velvet Rope podcast and go from two to four episodes a week. And I even wrote a Behind the Velvet Rope book. So BetterHelp is great. It's a safe and private online environment. You don't have to leave your house go to a waiting room. It's quarantine friendly. Of course, everything is extremely confidential and you can basically start communicating with a professional in under 24 hours. And what I love about it is once you're assigned a counselor, you can reach out to this counselor anytime and they actually get back to you. And you can schedule your weekly phone or video session, no need to get glammed up if you prefer phone over video, at your convenience. Also, once you're assigned a counselor to help you, if you don't like who you're assigned, you can easily switch the person. So many people are turning to better help that they're actually looking for counselors in all 50 states. They're growing rapidly. And listen, don't take my word for it. Check out their testimonials posted daily on their website. They deal with a variety of issues, depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, anger, self-esteem. I cannot recommend BetterHelp enough. It's an online professional counseling service. And go to BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash velvet rope. And you get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash velvet rope, and you get 10% off your first month. They are there to help. I feel there's nothing wrong with admitting you need help, especially in these times. It is more affordable than traditional online counseling. They've really helped me see clarity, gain strength to continue doing this wonderful show for you all. Betterhelp.com slash velvet rope. And, you know, not to lead into the segue, but since you brought up people that like to go out and drink in L.A., let's talk about Shaw's. Let's talk about Shaw's. Let's do it. Because, I mean, you know, they like to drink. So you and Nima both were living in L.A. Yep, I've lived in L.A. the last 10 years. It's just, I just now in New York. So, I mean, like when Shaw's was being cast way, way back, like, did you know, like, was there like, oh, there's, or was it like a show that they shopped around or like, were they casting? Well, so, wait, wait. So back, back in the day, like six years ago or whatever, um, what's funny is they, I remember hearing about it and I was, it was right when I spent graduated school and like got to LA and I was like, this sounds so cool. And I wanted to be on it badly, but like, you know, they had already cast everyone. Like I saw it and I was always like, that would be so cool. And then, like, as the years went, like, you know, I would still, I wouldn't watch it religiously, but 
had always piqued my interest more than any other show because I'm Persian. So, of course, everyone in the Persian community watches it. You can't not. And then, two, so two years ago, which it was around, I'd say, September. We started filming in February. New Mike. You did? Because I actually met some of the cast a couple of years before that because we had gone, like, I knew one of the guys that knew them and I'd gone to a party and, like, and then, like, a year before that, when I moved into my apartment, I knew I had mutual friends with Mike, and he had just launched this, like, moving company. And I was like, oh, maybe he'll hook me up. Like, I need to move. So I got, like, a group intro text with him, and he was, like, he was hitting on me on text because he was like, well, let me see your Instagram, you know, like, typical Mike, and, like, went and saw it. And so he was trying to get me to, like, go meet him out for, like, coffee or go on a date, and I said no. And... He ended up, I ended up using his moving company, which I actually don't think he gave me any discount, to be honest. I don't even know what the cost was. But then later, the casting company reached out and they wanted like new people on it. And they were like, do you have any Persian friends? And we did a call and I wasn't even sure about it. I was like, well, let me just like take the call. Like, let's see what happens. And I was like, not really. Like, I don't have that many Persian friends. Like, I have some. And then I, you know, they met my brother and they loved him. And then it kind of ended up being like, it would be better if just he was on it because, you know, just, I don't know, whoever knows for whatever politics or reasons it worked out better, but Mike and I had known each other. So that's kind of how I introduced him to the cast. And that's kind of how it organically happened on the show. So Mike and I went out to like a dinner and then we went skiing and I brought my brother and then he was main cast, but I was just kind of like there every episode, like friend of cast. And that's right. And that. So like, right. So they reached out to you on they're like, we're, we're looking for a new cast member. Cause I guess also was leaving probably. Yeah, I'm sure. I feel like every year they kind of replace someone. They were looking for someone new. They liked that. I knew Mike, they liked that it right. was like a connection that he had like kind of hit on me. And so they were like, they talked to him about it and they were like, let's, let's involve. And then when they met my brother, it ended up being, and honestly, he was way better on it for it than me because I just, my, I mean, I mean, you can tell, like, I was never, I, I wouldn't engage in, like, I just can't fight. Like, it's not my personality. So you weren't upset? You weren't like, oh, fuck, this was going to be my thing? There was definitely a moment of that for, like, a minute. And, but I went, it was, like, 50-50. Like, one day I'd be like, this is so fucked. And, but, you know, Nemo was so, he was like, look, you know, I, if I'm, if I'm on it, I would, you know, if you don't want me to do it. And I was like, no, I would never take that opportunity. Like you should do it. And I thought it'd be more fun for him anyway, because he has a little more of like an outgoing personality for something like that. But then on the other part of it, I was like, this is probably perfect for me because, because I'm not cast, I don't have to do anything. I don't want to, you know, if you're cast, you have to yeah. actually work, you know, you've got it, you've got to film, you've got to share certain things about your life. And I didn't want to have to do that. So I was like, maybe I can just be there when I want to. And that's how it worked out perfectly. It's true. It's like being a friend of the housewife. Like you can kind of come and go. If you're cast, that's it. You're showing up to film and that's, there's no, you, you have if no If you're side. cast and you're getting paid to be on a show, you have to, you've got to spill the dirt and you've got to like be willing to be super open and like, you know, and I also was very like, I had a different goal in mind with my brand and I was like, you know, I don't want to ever have to be in a position where I have to do something uncomfortable with or like tarnish it in any way. Right. And like you could argue almost like, okay, if I'm being on a show with like drinking and partying and drama, like it's technically not your brand. That's, exact that's exactly what I thought of. I, was, I went back and forth where I was like, okay, well, I should be normal. But at the same time, like that's not me. Like I didn't want to have to. And you know, and the, the worst, the, what I was worried about was like, you never know how they're going to edit you. 
And I'm like, I could take a, two sips of a drink and they could show me as like an alcoholic. You just don't know. I mean, some of the shit they did, I was so upset about. Like, I, so I don't know. Won't even get into that, but. <laughs> well, that was what I was going to ask you. Like, I when, was, go on. What were you upset about that they the edited? First, the first two episodes. You and Mike. To make it. Even that, just like they were trying to make it like my brother and I were appropriately close. And it was, it's so beyond, number one, because, I mean, the the scenes that they cut, the looks from every scene was completely wrong. Like, everyone knows that. That's no secret. Like, it was, it, people, you know, and then even, like, all the cast, they made talk about it. Like, they, you know, sometimes they can create situations. And I just thought it was so distasteful. Like, be, you know what I mean? Like, even the producers, the new year, were like, we would have never, that, that's just like, that's just. Ugh, shameful. Right, the fact that they were, because you broke up a little bit, the fact that they were trying to make it, like, totally incestuous. Like Exactly, I'm like, who does, that's not even funny. I mean, like, it's just weird. Like, I don't know. I thought, I thought it was so disrespectful, and I got, I actually got really upset, and was like, everyone who was involved, I, like, had words with, because I was just like, you know, I, I filmed all season, I'm not getting paid, like, I've, I've never, I'm never an issue. Like I was helpful. And like, this is what you do episode one and you create a false narrative. That's not even true. Like that's disgusting. And I was pissed. Could you tell that that was happening? Like as you were filming? Absolutely not. It wasn't even like in the, like nothing. Really? No. And then, right. So they, they must've gone to everybody and brought it up as a topic of conversation. Imagine you, imagine you sitting in a room like looking at someone hot that walks by and like kind of making eyes, but then they pretend that you're looking at your mother. Right. They can do that. They could show you and then show the other view. You know what I mean? And like technically yeah. that's what you're signing. So it's just, I'm sure most people that watch reality TV know that, but it's just like, you really want to take it that far. That's so gross. Like, how is that even funny? I don't know. Kind of. And what did, what did Nima think about all this? He was pissed too. We were both, we were both like really pissed, but I was more like, I was more like, I mean, I just like really got mad and I was like, I'm not filming, like I'm never filming again. Like, you know, it's different because he was like on a job. So obviously he can't be like, like raise hell. <laughs> like I wanted right. to, <laughs> but you know, I was also kind of like at the same time, what you think is such a big deal. Everyone's living in their own world and concerned about their own things. Like, maybe people saw the app and then, you know what I mean? And there's the next drama and there's the next issue. And like people, so I just let it go. It's fine. That's the thing. It's like, it is an issue. And then there's like more drama two shows later. That's what I had to learn about. And I was like, I even like talked to some of the cast about it and they were just like every, every episode, you know what I mean? Like, it's just how it is. Like the next episode, it'll be something else. Did you feed into like social media at that time? Like, all like people were online commenting like oh my god Mona and Nima what well, what's going weird, on what's weird is like not weird but I didn't share anything about Shaw's on my social media because I was still in that 50 50 like do I want to talk about this do I not want to so I wasn't sure so no one really came onto my page and said anything about it in fact some people would be like oh my god I saw you on Shaw's like you didn't even say anything like you know because I've been I've had my like little online community for years so it's almost like we all know each other Right. So no, no one really came at me about it. I'm sure some people did to him, but then like a month later, no one did. Right. It's moved on. And then look, what about all this stuff with you and Mike, which is like kind of how you got on the show? Right. Guys, that, 
went on a date and then there was all this like he was putting you down because technically you weren't necessarily interested in him exactly i thought that that was actually funny L- listening back to that scene where i was like i want to i want to homeschool my kids i want to part i'm like okay i did say all those things but i almost feel like they sped up the scene because it seemed way more intense at the time i was saying i didn't think it was a big deal but i think he you know in the moment maybe it just felt intimidating or it was like okay, well, this girl wants things that I can't provide. So obviously I'm not good, good enough for her. I think that's, it seems like that's how he took it. But Mike was definitely right. like, he, I mean, he seemed a little like angry that whole episode, but you know, he started dating Morgan again. So right. never, Mike and I would have never, ever dated. Right. Like they made it out. Like you were like, I don't even know about a gold digger, but just like a high maintenance. And you Exa- want Exactly. And you know what? Like, I, I think my argument there was like, but like I work and like I provide nice things for myself. So like, yeah, like that's like, you can't judge me. I'm like, you won't date a girl unless she's, unless she has huge lips and you think she's hot. Like why, right. why is what you value more important than what I value? And he just, he doesn't know how to have like that kind of conversation. And it's kind of a double standard. In totally. Yeah. Listen, everyone, I think everyone can value whatever they want to. They just have to be willing to accept their responsibilities. Like, you value certain things you value, you don't value others. And that's your choice. No one can judge you for it. Like, and like, just be honest about it. Exactly. So in general though, how was like the first season? Like, what were your thoughts like on like MJ, Reza, Gigi? I mean, Gigi was actually super nice to me in the beginning. Like the whole, I mean, like in the beginning, she really like, she was like very like warm and like, you know, would like talk me through like, you know, trying to be more open on camera and whatever. And like, I actually like ended up having a lot of fun with all of them. MJ, I didn't get as close to during the first season, but we actually got to know each other way more after. And I saw a different side to her that I really liked. Cause like filming, I was, you know, I was also like really intimidated going into it because the one thing that I like did not want to happen was someone to like start a fight with me. Cause I just, I, I just feel like I couldn't, I didn't want that to be my like, something that would be on TV forever around me. Right. But I got to know her more after and like got to see a really cool side to her. And honestly, a lot of it was really fun. Like Persians, like there's just something about hanging out with people from your culture. That's like, you can't really explain it. I mean, every culture has that. So a lot of times it was really fun. There was a few scenes that were so stressful that when everyone was fighting that I would just like walk out of. (laughs) I mean, so you watched, I mean, you watched the show, like your brother did, like the whole Persian, like the Persian community watches this show. Oh, everyone watches the show. The Persian community for sure watches this show. Even like my hairdresser, Paul, my hairstylist in LA, um, we're super close because he lives like a block away from me. And like, so he'll come over like three times a week, like if I need to style my hair for something. And he has a lot of Persian clients and they'll always be like, oh, you know, Mona, like what's she like? Like just, you know, they aren't talking about it, but they're like people you wouldn't think who would watch it. And they do. That's like amazing. So yeah. what did, how did Nima feel like the first, and like, what did you feel about like Nima and Gigi, like that whole thing? I mean, that was really hard because Eric is like my best friend. So that situation was just uncomfortable. And I never thought Nima and Gigi were a good, I mean, I knew that that was something that was more like a passing moment of like interest. They wouldn't last a week together. So I tried, honestly, I got to a point too, where like, if I didn't know everything, I kind of preferred because I'm like, then I don't have to feel bad about not telling Erica. I'd rather just not know anything. That and makes honestly, sense. like it makes sense. And like, 
him and Erica ended up breaking up. So it wasn't like he was doing anything wrong, but it was at the, at, after the point. But like, I still didn't want to have to know something and not tell her. That makes sense. So Gigi was great to you during filming. MJ wasn't, you weren't that close. You became close after. MJ what about- said one thing, the very first, very first episode we filmed, we were going on the ski trip. And I remember we were like on the bus and we stopped to pee or something. And I was super hungry. And Gigi had like a little bag of cookies and she offered me some. And I was like, oh my God, I love you. Thank you. And MJ was like, don't say I love you the first time to someone. It's just, it's just a pet peeve of mine. Cause it's like fake. And I was like, but that was my first impression of her. I love her now, but I was like, oh my God, what am I signing up for? Like, is this the kind of like personality that I have to deal with? Like people always just saying something, but after that she was fine. And that was it. She just said that, like, I'm hazing you. Like I kind of, and she said MJ is funny. Cause she says everything is, she says everything's super calm, no matter what she says. So it was, it was still really calm, but for me not to know someone and for them to say it right away, especially when I'm new, it, it definitely, there was like a moment of there where my like social anxiety, I was like, I need to quit this show. <laughs> can't, can't do this. Well, I have met MJ in real life many times and I've said I love you many times and I will never say that again to her. Because of what? Well, oh, just, I love you. Oh, Yeah. Exactly. Like, you know, like just someone's passing by, you're like, MJ, I love you. I love you. I said that many times. Like, I need a picture. I love you so much. Well, I will never say that again to her. Yeah. Ever. She'll call you fake. Don't say <laughs> I love her though. Uh, that's, and what about Reza? How was Reza during Reza filming? was Reza was great. I loved him too. He's just so fun and like there's nothing like a gay man and a straight woman. Like, you know, it's like it's the best combo ever. So we got along super well and he, you know, he was always just fun. All my, my friends yeah. women. Like I, I get it. Like I think a gay man and a woman, like there's not a, a woman, there's nothing else that really There's just like it's like an instant connection. I don't know what, what it is. Like there's something there. More than like two women, it just works. And more than two gay men, like I'm yeah. You, like I, if I had only women friends for like literally ninety nine percent of my friends are women. It just is what it is. It totally makes sense. Um, so they were all. I mean, obviously, Shervin was Shervin's always super sweet, and Destiny was really good. Yeah, honestly, like, and then there was a couple times where like they my they would have issues with like like fighting with my brother or whatever, and then I get really defensive whenever anyone's like coming at my family so I would get involved there but it was always like me pulling them aside and being like I was always like the rational one to be like that's not nice and then they'd be like okay sorry <laughs> like <laughs> you seem more rational than a lot of the people that are on the show you know they all they, they all probably are but they're good for tv you know it's different like totally. one thing one of them I don't remember who said this to me from the show but they were like you have to say what you're thinking when you're on a reality show because in real life you might not say it, but that's what that's what a TV show is. Like it's going to be super boring if you just keep everything inside. So they weren't afraid to say it, and I was. I just didn't. I just didn't. I would. I prefer no conflicts than just coming out and saying it on a show. So I'm just the worst candidate for a reality show unless what? it's a show that's like super happy and friendly. I was going to say like maybe the producers after talking to you a few times were like, huh. We get the sense that she's just, it's not, but this, this, this Nima character over here. What's funny is that they even said, they were like, you know, we don't know. They technically don't even know who's going to be main cast till like halfway through because they really like to see how it naturally plays out. And so I'm sure if I like really brought it, like I could have, I could have ended up being main cast, but I just didn't want to. Right. 
That totally makes sense. Mm -hmm. What about, I mean, so now and now are you close? Like you speak to Gigi still, MJ still? To be honest, I haven't talked to a lot of them in like a, a couple months, just probably because I've been in New York and I've been kind of right. like, to, Mike, Mike and I actually like have kind of a sweet, like I, I love, I love his new girlfriend. And like, sometimes we'll check in a little bit, like he'll respond to my Instagram stories, but I haven't really talked to many of them. And like not Reza either. None of this. No, Reza and I talked a few months ago, probably, but we haven't talked since. And now, like, I'm literally watching what the drama on TV myself because I didn't film as much this season. I filmed a few scenes with my like family, but a lot of the parties and stuff I didn't go to because I knew what might go down, and I was like, I can't handle the stress, and it's stressful to watch. I mean, I was going to say, like, how do you feel about this? Like, I it's mean, just... when I watch it, I'm like, I mean, because the thing is, like, I knew how it all really played out. Not really. But I knew, I obviously knew months ago what was going on. So I've been, but then I wasn't at the parties to see it. Like, I would get, I people would tell me, like, here's what happened, here's what happened. But I, I was seeing it for the first time with my eyes. So it was, I mean, that pool scene, I was like, oh, my God. It's shocking. Like, it always shocks me when it's like, when something happens, I mean, it's happened, like, in Flipping Out, like, Jeff Lewis and Jenny Poulos, like, even, like, to a lesser extent, like, Kyle Richards and Lisa mm -hmm. Vanderpump. It shocks me when there is, like, a friendship for so long. Not like, a, you know, it's not tense. It's, like, it's so long that goes awry. That, to me, is just so... To be shocking. honest, like, that, it makes me really sad. And I, yeah. I, have, I have a feeling at some point they will be friends again because any friendship that's gone on that long, like, they're like family. And I, just looking, looking in a little bit from the outside a little, I, I think that it was a lot of misunderstanding. Like, not misunderstanding, but kind of miscommunication because I can kind of understand both sides. And I just, I can't imagine they wouldn't make up. It's just, they've been friends for so long. It's sad. And it's shocking that, like, I mean, well, yes, I, I would think they would make up. I mean, you know them way better than I do. But it's shocking that they're, like, doubling. I mean, they're doubling down on social media. Like, did you see, like, it's all, it's I getting actually, ugly. Is, is it getting ugly now? I don't look. Like, a week or two ago. It, Again? After the, yeah, like, once, like, after the episodes oh. aired. Oh, my God, no. I actually, like, I'm kind of weird on social. Like, I just, especially right now, I, I. There's so much going on in the world, like, to, like, I mean, I know that this, I'm not trying to be, like, a downer, but, like, no. there's just so, and I know the whole point of, like, the show is entertainment, and I get it, but, like, I just think there's ways to entertain without being so, like, nasty to each other, and I, I, there's so, I mean, people are literally dying, there's, like, a world pandemic, and I'm, like, right. the last thing you guys, everyone needs to focus on is, like, people posting, like, so I don't even look at anything negative on social media, I I don't open it. Like I just do my own thing and try to spread positivity because that's what we need. I've said this. I'm like, if there are, I mean, it's it, to that point, it shocks me not even having to do with MJ or Reza. It shocks me that there are so many haters out there on social media. Now it's like, if this is not teaching you something about the world, that something is fucking wrong. Something is wrong. Like let this time just like, remind you like there's life is so precious and like you know like you, things could change in a day and like do you really want to hold a grudge with someone that you've like loved for years or do you really just even want to be like I love one of my friends uh Lauren she's a blogger on the, the skinny confidential she said this once and I like always think of it she calls it your energy meter so like every day you've got like this much energy that you can 
give off to whatever you want. So you can like choose. And if you're taking the precious amount of energy you have every day to focus on giving someone else hate, thinking about someone else's life and not yours, thinking negatively, like you don't get that back in a day. It's just, you only have this amount. So I always, I'm like, my energy meter can't be wasted on other things besides positivity. That's a good way to put it. Right? That's a good way to put it. And I'm like, to me, it's like my motto is like, which I, it's such a cliche, but it's true. It's like, you can't control other people's actions. You can only control your reactions. Of course. Which is such the way, or like your opinion of me is none of my business. Those are my two that I. I love that one too. It's true. It's like, say what you want about me. Like I'm going to worry about myself. Because even that, like, even if you ever, like this aside, like jealousy or like envy of someone else is doing more than you. It's like, are you going to spend, are you going to waste a fourth of your energy on envy? Or are you going to use it towards like being proactive and keep doing better yourself? Like there's just right. so much, there's just so much we waste our time on. Just I'm just focused away. on my family staying healthy. Like I just FaceTime my family in Iran. Me and my brother did for like 45 minutes today. And like, that's all I care about right now. But, but I, I don't blame you. And they are doubling down, though. When the episodes came out, like, it got ugly. Like, Look, and I get, them. like, they're on a show, and, like, maybe it's, like, their obligation. So I'm not trying to even judge. I just know for myself. What does Nima say about it? Just because he's closer to the situation. You know, I think he, his, you know, sometimes, like, it's hurtful because I don't know what happened where everything kind of turned on him a little bit when he didn't do anything wrong. Like, if anything, like, he was always trying to help the situation. Like, I saw it with my own eyes. Um, And, you know, I've just, whenever he talks about, like, any of it, I'm just kind of, like, focused on other important things in the world, you know? Like, I just kind of tell him the same. And we, honestly, we don't even talk about it. We talk about our family. We talk about work. And, like, you know, he doesn't, to be honest, he doesn't, maybe because I don't want it. He knows that I'm not the right person to go to about it because I just won't engage right. in it. So you know, he hasn't been like, oh, I had a hard season, you know, because like a lot of like with the housewives will be like, oh, it's a tough season filming. At the time when he was filming, I could see how stressful it was. It was just because that's a lot of like, it's a lot of like, even if you're around two people who are fighting, like you're still taking in that energy yourself. So it was definitely a really like tough season. I feel like last year was a little more playful. Yeah. There's still moments, but this year... There, I mean, there's, you know, there's two best friends who were going through something major. I didn't even know what was going on with Golnessa. I just saw it in the season. She obviously was going through a lot of hard times herself. So everyone, there's just like a lot of heaviness this season. So I saw him going through it and didn't look like he enjoyed it, to be honest. Like he didn't, wasn't having fun this season. And like, why do you think people turned on him somewhat? I have no idea, but I, I'm just not going to get involved. I just, who knows? I think, I, I think the answer to so many things is miscommunication. Like oh, well, he, someone liked a photo of someone else talking shit about me. So that must mean this. I'm going to block. I don't, you know, I don't know. I'm making that up, but like, I'm sure it's a lot of that. And I don't know. It's so petty. Yeah. I'm sure the producers were like, oh my God, this is fucking gold as it was going on. I think yes. But I, what's funny is like, I know the season I filmed, the producers (laughs) get mad sometimes and be like, you guys need to stop fighting. Like really? sometimes, sometimes they would, I don't know how, I don't think they would encourage negativity. I think it would just kind of come up sometimes, but of course they definitely wanted some of it. Of course it's a TV show. Who knows? I don't, I don't oh, know. I'm not behind the scenes. So you never really know. 
And you never felt anything when you filmed, like, from the producers of, like, play this up, make more drama, like, nothing like that. It was never play this up. It was more just, like, keep talking about it. Because maybe they wanted to get it from a different angle. They were always, like, we don't want you to say something you're not feeling. So they really tried to keep it, like, authentic in that way. But they'd be, like, can you talk about it with Sherwin? Like, maybe they wanted to get our Can you talk about it with Reza? So they would do that, which you have to do on a TV show or else you're going right. to get a whole lot of nothing. Sometimes right. we'd all be playing cards and they'd be like, this is boring. Like, can you guys do something? Really? <laughs> like, yeah, because when you're together for eight hours, like, it's not like every moment's exciting. Like, right. the conversation can naturally fall. They're probably just sitting there with a the camera being like, oh my God, this is so boring. Right? Like, all of us just sitting playing, like, this Persian card game that's, like, really complicated. <laughs> that, like, no one's going to understand anyway. Yep. What is, like, from you, like, are you happy you've been involved in the show? Like, even not as a main character? Like, has, what's been the, like, what's been the worst thing that's come out of it? And what's been the best thing? Um, I think the worst thing would probably be just, I get defense, like, if, if like, you know, maybe my brother being involved in any drama or just, like, seeing any of the negativity that comes from it. Like, that part, the, the toxicity I don't like. Overall, for me, I had a positive experience. I think because I was I was a little bit removed and I, you know, it was fun and I'm, I have no regrets doing it. I think it's something I'll always look back on. It's a fun memory, like tell your kids and grandkids about. So I, yeah. I, I did it, but it definitely wasn't for me long term. Like I don't have. I just don't have that like, I don't give a fuck, like and some people do it. And it's like not even a good or bad thing. It's just you either are or you aren't. And I'm not. Yeah, like, I mean, I think like. Yes, I think that's true about any reality show. Like, if you look at, like, a Gigi or an MJ, like, this is it. Like, I think they've been, like, they're just, like, this is great. This oh, is, oh, they're just, like, this is This me. is what like, I was I born for. A hundred percent. And, they, and they're, they're good at it because they don't, they can say everything. And you know what? And it's also not fair to be on a show and not be a hundred percent open because you're kind of putting the weight on everyone else. So oh. there was, like, yeah. So, like, it wouldn't even be nice of me, like to try to be on all the time, like not do my part. Totally. Like people never understand. You're like, no, like when you're like castmate is bringing it, you're like, you're thrilled. It's not like you're upset. You're like, thank, thank God you're help me, helping make the show great. Cause I'm that, exhausted. They, today. That's one thing I would notice from all of them is they all wanted the show to be, to be successful, of course, because why wouldn't they? So they would, they wanted to encourage each other to like, be involved more, be open more. So I can understand if one person wasn't open, they're like, what the fuck? We're carrying it all. You're not doing anything. Totally. What was I going to say? Um, and next season, anything Nima might be back. Is he like still gung ho to do it? If I had to guess, I would say he's not going to be on it next season. I don't know that really? he would. I mean, who knows though? Maybe he'll want to, but it doesn't, it did. This year did not feel very positive for him. So I think that the biggest goal in life is to like, be happy and positive and like I don't, oh. I don't know but maybe maybe he will I, have, I don't want to put words in his mouth but I haven't even heard a thing about next season so I don't know do you watch like are you a fan of Bravo like did you watch like do you watch shows on Bravo now or before you don't I have do to know. say yes I do you know sometimes I like I mean not I actually Shaw's is always one show that I that I liked sometimes I'll watch Housewives but to be honest like Shaw's and Keeping Up with the Kardashians were kind of my only two reality shows, and that's on E. So if it was on Bravo, I would have watched it. But do you still watch it? It's so good. It's still actually, so good. I stopped watching it this year, this last two years, because I was just like, 
I'm like, my boyfriend and I are like out or doing so. I don't know. And I don't, I like didn't DVR it. So I missed a lot of episodes, but every once in a while, if I'm like home and I can't sleep, I'll like go on demand and watch it. It is still so good. I, I don't just know. love their family. I think their family dynamic is the cutest thing ever. And like they fight, but it's not so bad. You know what I mean? It's not so dirty. So it's totally. like, it's, fa- it's like family fights and it makes sense. So I think it's kind of cute. And they're all so good. Like there's just so much. To, I, I don't know. They it's all have their own like flair and like, their grandkids, all the all the like the kids are just the cutest things ever. So I love watching them. My favorite is Chloe and Scott Disick. Those are the best two parts of the show. Oh, Scott! I mean, Scott's so funny. I know, but also Mort like Disick. I love I love watching like the things that Rain will say or like North. They're just so cute. It's it's talk about home movies. It's like that is like that's amazing to be able to look back on. Like Kyle, like they grew up on TV. Kylie and Kendall like that's unbelievable literally where do you guys live in New York so you you and your boyfriend moved to New York yeah um we're on the Upper East Side that's I'm I'm up there a lot you are yeah yeah so I like living I like living Chelsea but I'm always up in that area okay I'm still getting to know I mean I kind of just was getting settled I was still going back and forth I I actually had my apartment in LA until like April but I wasn't even there now to pack it up because of everything going on so my brother and dad had to do it for me. So I was technically like bi-coastal, but I'm really more in New York. How come you guys moved here? Did you, was he from here? Or? He lives in New York. Yeah. Okay. I, moved, I moved here. Where'd you guys meet? You met in LA? We met in LA, actually met like a couple years ago and then like stayed in touch, but he's, uh, we just met in like a business meeting. Is he Persian too? No. He's not, your, he's not. What's up? Do, do your parents care? No, they don't care. They just, I mean, I think if I ended up with someone Persian, they'd be ecstatic about it, but he's so good to me that they love him. So that's all they care about. That's good. Yeah. Do your parents have any feelings about like you and Nima being on the show where they like, this is amazing. Or like, what the hell's going on here? You know, they weren't at first. My dad was kind of 50, 50. My mom was just like, I don't think it's a good idea. Like she just, you know, she just like likes to over panic about some things. Um, but I think overall they would agree that it was, it ended up being like a good thing. It's like a fun thing to look back on. It's cool. Like totally. I mean, not everyone gets to like be on a show. Like that's such a cool experience and anyone who like downplays it is lying. So I think that part's cool. Of course my mom, like, you know, they're parents. So like if anything negative is about you, they're going to be upset. Totally. But. And then what was, what was I going to ask you? So what is your plan now? Like with your working, like anything, what's ahead for you? with your business with business um i'm def- i was planning on launching a podcast actually like the last two weeks but that's right. gotten a little bit i'm super excited about that yeah um just really focusing on like building youtube honestly product probably isn't something that i'm going to do for at least another year so just continuing like pushing out content and managing that and where would your what, what would your podcast be on like how, what like just healthy living every week to be honest I kind of wanted to leave it open like some could be me just sharing tips some could be interview I don't want it to be like where everyone I have to have an interview I just like what more a way to just like bring value to everyone that would want to listen so you know if you're on the treadmill and I'm gonna like give you a quick 20 minute like lesson on something skincare or health or whatever that's good and like from one podcaster to a potential podcaster please give me your tips I think that's smart. I think that it shouldn't be an interview every time. You know what? Like sometimes 
honestly, I think some of my best shows are non-interviews. Really? And is it just like you talking? Yeah. So like what I usually do is I, I do two shows a week. Wednesday, I, I put out Monday and Wednesday. Wednesday is usually an interview. And Monday is usually either me alone or me with like a fan. Like I, I, I hate the word fan, but like a listener. I know. So like, I'm like, I hate the word fan. I hate the word follower. So I'm like community. It's it's such a weird right. thing. Because like yeah. fan is like, it's kind of condescending. I have right. One of my housewife friends, she agrees. She's like, I will never call someone that loves me a fan. I'm like, I get it. You know, so it's like, sometimes like it's when you're alone, it's like, you're just naturally more interesting sometimes. Cause you can just just be like, like, you don't want to, I don't want to ever have to force content with like, what interview can I do now? Like sometimes I think, I think people make that mistake on social too, where it's like, I'm only going to talk about pickles on my page. And you're like, well, what if you want to share something else? Yeah. And also to me, it's like, it's a podcast, so it's not like so regimented. Right. That if you have a form, I, I do think consistency is key. Like I I think if you're going to do a show, like I, I do two a week, but if you're going to do one a week or whatever, I think you have to release it the same day around the same time every week. That I, that I feel. That's how I felt when I, when I launched YouTube, I was like every Tuesday I'm put, and that's what I did. And like, I've never missed a week because like you have to. Exactly. Exactly. Like, and you know, barring Christmas, New York, okay, fine. There are exceptions. But other than that, I think this haphazard, like here's one on Tuesday for 20 minutes. I think like mine are usually all around the same amount of time. I think that, I think consistency is the key. And you could mix it up, but I don't think having interviews all the time is such a great idea either. I have to find a way to make it so I'm not like locked into something, but I also have some form of consistency. So I'm kind of playing around with that right now. And like, do I want to co-host? Do I not? So I'm I'm kind of playing with that too. And my other advice is bank shows before you announce and release. Like, yes, I want to have like 15 <laughs> like ready to go. I get it. Like I didn't even have that much now. Like, I probably have like 25 shows now, like backlogged, but I 15, if you have 15, that is even way more. You seem like me, like you're very organized. I'm like, I like, I have to, that's what I did for YouTube too. I had like four or five ready to go before. I yeah. So I mean, now 15, that's the thing. 15 is like way more than enough, but that's my advice. Cause like, otherwise you're going to be stressed for content and you're going to be putting out crap. And that's the other thing too, is like, probably, you know, this from YouTube, like, it's like a regular TV show. Not, it's not sweeps week every week. Like you can have a B list show. It's okay. So like, true. So true. And honestly, this is what I found. I put out certain shows, like one of my second highest rated podcast episodes, I thought was like one of my worst episodes. I'm just like, there's nothing. here. Oh my God. Not. That happens to me on YouTube. I'm like, this is a filler video and it just does so well. And you just never know like what people will like. Same here. Like I put out something about fashion week which as it relates to housewives and Bravo, it wasn't a bad episode. I'm just like, there's not much. It's fashion week. It's almost off brand. It's somehow my second highest rated episode ever. I'm like, I don't get this. That's awesome. So that's my advice. So thank you. Love it. And here's two more things. One, is there anything you feel we didn't cover that you would like out there? Where Um, I am really pushing out content on TikTok. That's like my number one platform right now that I do. I put out like three or four videos a day on there. So if you want to find me on there, that's like probably my favorite platform right now. And where do we find you on there? Just under. It's everything is Dr. Mona Van. So D-R-M-O-N-A-V-A-N-D. 
Well, after, like, later or tomorrow, I'm going to have to DM you because I do not understand TikTok. I downloaded it. I tried it. I don't know. I, I physically don't know how to do it. That's how I was over the summer. And I was like, what is this? And it took me like a day of like me and Erica actually sat by my pool and we were like, okay, how do we do this? We made our first video. You'll get, I mean, honestly, talk about consuming content. The one platform that's all positive, so funny, like Gen Z is so funny. Like the things they come up with, like it's so entertaining. I prefer it to Instagram for sure. I, I swear I would never do it. But now that we're, it's literally, I have a list. And that is on my list. And like, all I want to do is I don't want to do a dance video. I want to do like, I, I like the lip sync. Like, that's so funny to me. I, I don't, I do my same content. That's the funny thing. Like I'm not dance. I'm just like, but I'm sharing it differently. And it's like such oh. a fast way to consume content where it's like, you can make one. It's not, it's not curated. It's just so easy. Like you can do a 30 second video. Like, Hey guys, here's why I love blueberries. Like I eat them, whatever, whatever. And then it's done. And you don't have to think about it. You don't have to light oh, wow. it. And like, it just, it's just an easier way than like, I mean, you'll see like no one's perfect on there. I mean, okay. some are now, some of the millennials are coming over and they're like filtering everything and it's curated, but like no one else cares. You should see my Instagram. It's like, I, I'm not into filtering. That's just me. Like no, no judgments. It's just some days I look great. Some days I'll post a picture. I look like a total freak. And I'm like, if this is how I look today, like just whatever it is. Just like deal with it. Exactly. Tomorrow when I'm dressed perfect and I look great, you're going to be like, you look so good. Yeah. It's because I look like shit yesterday. <laughs> so, so we have to find you on TikTok. Where can we find yeah. you on YouTube? YouTube, same youtube.com slash Dr. Mona Vance. And on Instagram. Instagram. And your website, which you're redoing. My website, yeah, it should be, I'd say, in the next, like, week. I don't know when you'll actually get this podcast up. But we're just adding such, like, way more, like, organized blog content. And then I'm making a full shop page where it's, like, just any product, I every food I recommend, it's going to be so easy to just see. So people always want to know, like, well, what kind of quinoa do you like? What kind, like, cacao, like, you can go on there and it's just going to be so easy to filter through. That's amazing. So everyone needs to follow you. And here's what I need to do before we leave, because this is the fucking world that we live in now. I, okay. need, to, I need to take a picture of you. You did not warn uh, me. Okay, first of all, you look, got, no one is looking at you right now, but let me tell you guys, yes, you're in sweats, but you if this is your off day, honey, you look, first of all, you and your brother are both very attractive. <laughs> like, if, if there were a gun to my head as a gay man, I'm not sure which of you I would choose. Wait, is this a photo you're going to use? Let me get into good light. I'm going to use this photo when this episode comes out. Yeah. So we're going to do two get things. Get by the window and, like, give you a little, like, hold on, let's get a little light here. I could even send it to you. You can doctor it. But you look, first of all, I'm telling you, okay. like, you're not. All right. Look, like, look over, like, here, maybe. Here? No, the other way. Here? No, back. Yes, that's perfect. That's like real. It doesn't even have to be perfect, but that's like really, really good. And now I have, I have to do one more thing. Okay. Because now what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a selfie together. Oh my god, this is so high tech. Listen, but it really isn't. This it's is really, so cute. No, it's really these pictures come out horrible, but not you. It's like I look horrible, but like, oh my god. First of all, hold You're on. What? Why? Why is my phone? Let me just clean No, up. but you know, like the lighting can just, whatever. You know what? This is what we look like. Your lighting, is, I'm telling you, I promise you, your lighting is like, when people see this and listen to this episode, they're going to be like, she's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. 
And I'll, I'll also, well, well, first of all, we'll like get drinks. You can meet you and your husband, man, I, friend. I would love that. We don't have to do that, but look, this is going to be our, and we're going to, we're going to edit it. Are you, are you looking at this? Yep. This is my life. Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> now, now, now you're making me feel about the lighting. So I'm actually going to now get Just get in it. front of a window. It does, it's everything. Look at this. Oh, no. There you go. Look at that. That's like pretty good. Oh, I can see you're, you're like more illuminated. Hey. Look. Oh, we did it again? Yeah, one more time. That's like amazing. We'll have to do drink stuff because I, especially in your area, but there's some cool downtown places that I'll like come up to you. Yeah, I, I need to, I need to learn New York. So give me when all this is over, give me your Rex. We'll have fun. Hopefully it'll be sometime before July. I hope so. Jesus. I hope so. So I oh, really so nice chatting with you. I appreciate this. Tell your wonderful Brianna, thank you for setting this up. I will. Thank you for being open to the reschedule. Sorry about that yesterday. Oh my god. No, sorry. I was like, oh my god. I was like, what the hell? But this I'm was sorry. Perfect. No, no, no. It's not even me. It's like all my engineers and producers. I was like, oh my god, they're gonna kill me. But it all worked out. I really appreciate it. I uh, no, this was great. Let me know when it airs and I'll share it. All right. Love you much. Okay. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.